29 today coming to you from Sunny World Headquarters in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I want to welcome all my listeners in Thailand and from around the world to this edition where you don't have to wait five minutes, four minutes, or even two minutes. Because Acts 29 today starts right now. Well, here we are again. Another great day here in uh, Sunny World Headquarters. And so today we're going to just jump right into some some good stuff. Man, I, I like this stuff. <laughs> some good stuff. Uh, yeah. There was a book came out, I don't know, a friend and I was talking about the other day at lunch, and it was called The Secret, and it was a... Just a book that came out. Not a not a Christian book or anything. It was just a book called The Secret. And it was it was quite a while ago, I remember, because I went to the bookstore and I thought, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna thumb through this thing because I already know there's, you know, no real secret in here, but I wanted to just see what their secret was, and it was just basically humanistic philosophy and positive thinking and new age, you know, stuff. Nothing, nothing really worth putting a lot of time and effort into because it, you know, it didn't, didn't didn't glorify God. It didn't. They weren't seeking God's wisdom, you know, and uh, so anyway, it. It was what it was, and then, you know, like all those kind of things, it was popular for a little while, and they, I think they even made a movie about it or something, but, you know, like all that stuff, it, it uh, disappeared with the morning mist when the sun came up, and years later, I saw the book at garage sales for a quarter, so, you know, that's kind of the way that stuff goes, but but I was reading the other day, and you know, Paul said that he uh, that he discovered uh, something, and uh, it was really uh, kind of interesting. You know what he said. 
and it's in Philippians, uh, starting at 11. He said, not that I am implying that I was in it, was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I'm in. So whether he was in California or Kentucky, you know, he was, he was not disturbed or disquieted. And he said he learned how to be content. And remember in the word it says that some people got off the track because they thought that godliness was for gain, you know, that somehow they could they could make great gain with godliness, you know, that godliness was somehow tied to making a lot of money or something. And then the next verse it said, but, but godliness is of great gain with contentment. Contentment with godliness is of great gain. So Paul talks here about he's, he's, he's learned how to be content and satisfied wherever I am. Not to be disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I'm in or, or whatever is going on around me. I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances. And I also know how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. And of course, the prosperity pirate said enjoying plenty and living in abundance was better. But that's not what the word says. They added that in there for their own, their own deal. So then he says uh, that he knows how to live humbly, he knows how to live with plenty. And I have learned in any and all, all circumstances the secret. The secret. And this is the secret. You know, this isn't humanistic philosophy and, you know, positive thinking stuff from the flesh. This is the secret from God. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. I have strength for all things. How is that? How does he have strength for all things? In Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. He didn't say he was self-sufficient and that was the end of it. He said that his, his sufficiency for himself was in Christ's sufficiency. 
which is everything. So when he says, I am sufficient, sufficient means to cover the needs of the situation completely. To have enough strength and capacity. So he's saying that that I have enough to cover the needs of any situation completely. I have enough strength and capacity for any and all situations. In Christ's completeness, in Christ's strength and capacity. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So there's the secret. That's the real secret. And I could write a book called The Real Secret, and, you know, it probably wouldn't sell five copies. <laughs> because, you know, it's too simple. People say, oh, come on, man. It's got to be more complicated than this. Everything can't just be in Christ, you know, that just makes it too easy, you know. I need to I need to do something, you know. I need to I need to make this happen. I need to, you know. Well, <clears throat> no. What you need to do is be sufficient in Christ's sufficiency and find out all that is in Christ's sufficiency and you can do that through the word. Uh, you know, the rich young ruler had, had a tremendous opportunity of a lifetime. And of course, you already know the secret to the life, the, the opportunity of a lifetime. Secret. The secret to the opportunity of a lifetime is taking action during the lifetime of the opportunity. Because opportunities only last, you know, so long. So here the rich young ruler, you know, he's, he's done all this commandment stuff from his youth up and Jesus says, but there's one thing you lack. And so he tells him to go and sell all that he has and give to the poor and come back and follow me. And the rich young ruler went away sad, very sad. Why? Because he had a lot of stuff to sell. He had a lot of riches. And so, you know, he, he, he couldn't part with that because where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Well, his heart was in his treasure, and his treasure was the money. And Jesus was trying to get us get to his heart, and to do that, he had to get rid of the money, because that's where his heart was. But he couldn't do that. And then Jesus talked about. He said, "It's easier for you know how hard is it for the rich to get into heaven?" He said, "It's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven." 
And they said, well, then who can be saved? And Jesus said, with men, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. And when you really get down to the bottom of this, it's only when we are completely sold out to God that all things become possible. Because the early church, when they sold their property and gave the money to the apostles, and the apostles went out and bought private jets and mansions and Bentleys. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the best life now version. No, the real Bible says they gave the money to the apostles and they gave it out as such as had need. And you can't do that the natural. You're not just going to go out and sell your property and give, and give the money to the furtherance of the gospel. But with God, you can. That's possible. All things are possible. And why is that? Well, because when you get far enough into God, you begin to see beyond the seen. You begin to live in the unseen world. This world is dead to you, and you are dead to the world. So you live in the unseen. You see beyond the natural into the unseen. You set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. And that way, the things of the earth don't mean anything. And if he says, give this or that, you can do it, because it's no big deal. Because in reality, we give away what we can never keep to gain that which we can never lose. So we look at Moses and he left the treasures and pleasures of Egypt behind and chose to suffer with the children of God. He chose suffering with the children of God over the pleasures and treasures of Egypt. Now, that's a God thing. But he did it because he saw into the unseen that it would be better off for him to suffer with the children of God rather than enjoy his best life now in Egypt for a season because he looked away to the future. He looked away to where his most unimaginably wonderful life was going to be if he just went with went God's way. If he went God's way. So, I want to read uh, something in closing here. And I think I got the wrong... Uh, 
I think I got the wrong chapter and verse here for this thing. Uh, it's in Revelation 3, 7. And the angel of the assembly, the church, Laodicea and Philadelphia said, These are the words of the Holy One, the True One, He who has the key of David, who opens up and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know the record of your works, what you are doing. See, I have set before you a wide open door, no one is able to shut. I know that you have but a little power, and yet you have kept my word, guarded my message, have not renounced or denied my name. See, they kept his word, guarded his word, his message, have not renounced or denied my name. I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet and learn and acknowledge that I have loved you. Now, because you have guarded and kept my word of patient endurance. We've been talking a lot about patience and endurance. He that endures to the end will be saved. Patience has the power to overcome anything and everything that comes with a good attitude. Because you have guarded and kept my word of patient endurance, have held fast the lesson of my patience with the expectant endurance that I give you, I also will keep you safe from the hour of trial and testing which is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. Wow. Well, for me, I, I think that trial of testing that's coming on the whole earth is the mark of the beast. Because that is going to be a test of the whole world as to who they're going to worship, who they're going to obey. And right now, of course, we see in real time the setup for that event. Because this whole pandemic thing is worldwide. This isn't a tornado that hit Kansas or a earthquake in Haiti or a you know tsunami in Japan. This is something that has affected the whole world. And what it is doing is bringing people under that control spirit. You know, so now people are, they're used to putting their hand up to a machine that takes their temperature or putting their forehead against it to take their temperature or looking into a, some kind of computerized screen setup thing that you just look into and it takes your temperature. And so this control now 
is moving farther to where, you know, if you don't have the big V, uh, you know, well, you might not be able to fly internationally. You might not be able to fly domestically. You not, might not be able to go into this restaurant or that restaurant. You might not be able to go to the ball game over here. Now, you're, you're not even going to be able to go to your friend's wedding because they're saying that everybody's got to be V'd up to come to the wedding, and you're not. So it's actually splitting up families and friends now. So you can see where this is going because it will get to the point, you know, because basically what they're doing now with it is it's, it's almost like you can't buy or sell, you know, because you can't do this, you can't do that, and blah, blah, blah. That's, it's the control. The control that leads to all the rest that we know is coming and is happening now in real time. We're watching this, you know, play out. And so the test that's coming upon the whole world that I believe he's talking about is the mark of the beast because that's, that's when everyone on the planet will be tested and tried as to who they are going to worship who they're going to follow, who they're going to believe in, who they're going to obey. And it's already started. It's already started. And if people are lining up and going this crazy over not being able to go to a ball game or fly internationally, what are they going to do when the word comes down that if you don't take this mark, this identification piece that identifies you as being in this camp, if you refuse to take this mark, you will not be able to buy anything and you will not be able to sell anything. In other words, you are cut off from society, from living in society. And if you don't bow down and worship this beast, you will be killed. So now the stakes have risen immensely in this scenario. Now, it becomes a matter of life and death, physically. So, there's a secret. Paul found the secret. His sufficiency of his self is not in himself, but it's in Christ. It's in Christ's sufficiency. And in Christ's sufficiency, it covers the needs of any situation and all situations completely. And it gives us enough strength and capacity 
for whatever it is that we face. Now there's a secret that'll work for me. So I want to thank you uh, for listening today and just uh, tuning in and uh, I just would like you to think about these things and and allow the Holy Spirit to to speak to you about these things because they're very important in this time. This is Larry Axe 29 today. Coming to you from Sunny World Headquarters, Chiang Mai, Thailand. Thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. And I will catch you on the next one. Love you all. Bye-bye.